something different for this podcast, a high school student's perspective on what works and a little about what hasn't been working in his school experiences. Welcome. My name is Nini White, and this is the Big Picture Social Emotional Life Skills Podcast. High school junior Enrique Alverde and I met at a day-long community forum which invited attendees to build a collaborative tomorrow by participating in interactive study sessions with the local Board of Education and also with district leadership. There were a lot of great adults there, educators, parents, coaches, community leaders, volunteers, and just three students. Enrique Enrique was one of those three, and I could not resist the chance to have him share his thoughts and ideas with all of us on this podcast. So I invited him, and he accepted. In this interview, he respectfully describes some of what's working and some of what's not working, according to him and his classmates. This is a uniquely refreshing interview with a voice from the other side of the classroom, which is a voice of the future. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed this conversation with Enrique Alverde. Enrique Alverde, thank you so much for um, attending that meeting where we first met. You are unusual in that way. And then your contributions in that meeting with uh, the Petaluma Unified School District, which was tremendous. And and I just was so happy to meet you and really wanted to bring you onto this podcast because I think we need to hear the student voice. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, want to start by asking you what for you specifically is the most exciting part of being a high school student in this year of 2019? Personally, uh, the most exciting part for me is um, being able to be the vice president for one of the clubs that we host at Petaluma High School. It's called Skills USA, Mm. and I'm enjoying so far the responsibilities um, of taking care of other kids in the club um, as it comes to uh, what we do in competitions throughout the rest of the year. It's very exciting for me. What kinds of competitions and how are you taking care of your uh, peers? So uh, Skills USA is a nationwide competition, um, student-led organization competition, and kids get to choose which field they want to compete in. And it has a wide variety from dental work to baking to programming, mm. bricklaying, plumbing, etc. It goes on forever. <laughs> oh. And as vice president, I'm, um, it's my job to take care of any other kids that join the club. Um, guiding them to see what they want to compete in and then making sure everything is organized when it comes to competing in later in the year. Okay. Well, that raises about a million questions, but um, (laughs) wow, this sounds so uh, forward thinking and forward planning for kids um, in high school where they're really thinking about their futures well in advance of actually having to commit to their futures. Um, So, how does a high school student compete in dental work or bricklaying? What does that mean? What does that look like? So we have an advisor, a teacher at the school, and he helps with um, 
getting other advisors. So if we wanted to go into dental care, he would help us find someone in that field who would be willing to volunteer their time to teach a student how to compete in that. Okay. Competition. But what is the comp- what does the competition look like? Can you give us an example specifically? Yes. So um, in the spring semester, um, there are two competitions, a state and a national. So at the state level, we all students in California, for example, go to one location. Uh, last year, it was in Ontario, California. Mm-hmm. And we go to a conference center. And throughout a weekend, we compete in our competitions. They can range from an hour to five hours, depending what you're competing in. Um, I don't exactly know how dental work, as an example, would yeah. be competed. But I know uh, technical drafting I have competed in. And we sit at computers and for four hours we work on a certain drawing they give us. But oh. it really just depends on what you're doing. Oh, wow. So it's really hands-on. It's not theoretical or anything. It's- no, not at all. And that's what I love about it is it really teaches kids how to get ready for the workplace. Jeez, that's fantastic. Um, that's quite wonderful. How did you get involved in that? So I was introduced to Skills USA my freshman year, second semester at a Club Rush event we have at our school. Okay, wonderful. Okay, yeah. well, let's definitely put the the website for Skills USA and the um, tell people how to get a hold of that later. Okay, in the podcast. Yeah. Good, wonderful. How so? This kind of asks answers my second question. Schools offerings are aligning with your values and your enthusiasm for life after high school, basically. Right. Are there other ways that your high school is, um, you know, supporting you and your unique enthusiasms? I think it is. I really think it is. I think Petaluma High School, like having Skills USA as an option, um, having the advanced classes that I really appreciate has definitely been helping me. And the teachers we have at my disposal is also amazing to me. Um, I love chemistry and our chemistry teacher, Miss Boys, is just fantastic in what she does. And knows how to answer all of my questions. And so I, I think in that regard, the teachers we have do help with that um, goal tremendously. Okay. And how many kids are in usually in your classes? Most in my classes, uh, maybe 30. Uh, and that seems it's okay? It's manageable for you and for your teachers? Yes. Okay. Sure. And um, so nothing on this planet is perfect. What kinds of things <laughs> would you like to see uh, improved? Um, things improve. Well, as it goes to staff, I believe our counselors, not to hate on anyone, of course, no, no. Um, but could be a little more prepared, especially when it comes to when you're, what do you do when you're done with high school? Because 99% of what they'll say is to go to college. But as many people know, that's not the only, and sometimes not the best option for you when you go out of high school. Right. So I think when it comes to preparing for the future, there's a lot that can be done. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think, I think we're doing a pretty good job peddling my high school at what we do. Very wonderful. And, and that's a constructive um, suggestion for the council. So Enrique, I, I really appreciate your, uh, your appreciation of all the value that you're getting at your high school. I wonder if uh, you want to help us uh, look at some ways that maybe some things could be improved at your school. Uh, what do you want to point out in those areas? Because we all need to 
keep on improving forever and ever. So of course. hopefully anybody who's listening to this would, uh, would uh, acknowledge that fact and go with that. <laughs> so right. let's hear what your, what your perspective is on Thank what you. more could be. Yeah. Good. Right. Uh, well, recently as an example, uh, the school brought in or didn't bring in, but uh, there were military uh, personnel who came to our school and went to every single class and explained what they do and how they got there and the benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And I think if we were to bring in more people out in the workplace that could give us, you know, examples of what they did and what other possibilities out there that there are, that'd be very helpful to a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, um, is there like, do you feel like sometimes the counselors kind of, lean towards sending everybody from high school into college and what do you think about that uh that bias that college is the way to go after high school what do you think about that yeah so i do find that um some counselors tend to towards more to college after high school um and although i think that's a great option i know that there are plenty of others um, so I think that bias can be a little damaging to some students that that may just not be their way out right? because there are so many other ways to go. Exactly. That are fulfilling and, and contribute to the well-being of families in the country. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that's important. I think that the awareness of that, um, that fact is, is rising in the culture um, so I'm really happy that you concur with that insight. Um, so, okay, now I want to get into scary. What's scariest to you about <laughs> leaving high school? What What are you most, or maybe you're not scared, but you're most, oh, I'm sure about, whatever, most challenging. Uh, Yeah. So being a junior, I have a lot to look forward to. Uh, This includes ACT, SAT testing. Uh, This year, I have to start looking into colleges as an example. That stress is also put on me, although personally, I do choose to go to college. So I'm kind of putting that on myself. Uh Uh, But things like that uh, worry me a little bit. Also, I mean, the the idea that I'm 16 right now. So the idea that I'm going to be an adult in two years is also like, whoa, uh, it's yeah. quite a big realization to think about. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of responsibilities come with that. Um, but uh, being in the setting that I am and having the family that I have, I think I I feel very ready and very supported. Um, so I don't know if I feel scared about yeah. that necessarily. Yeah. But good. I'm happy for you. I'm very happy <laughs> for you. So um, also before when we were talking. Um, you were telling me about the different styles of teachers that you have and um, specific classrooms that you go into and how different teachers relate differently to the students. And so, yeah, maybe you could share more about um, what works best with you and not only with you, but with your other, with your peers and what, what really doesn't work, even though it's what maybe teachers have been doing for a long time, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good. So as it goes to um, teaching styles that seem to work more often, mm-hmm. I think it's very important that not only the students have respect for the teacher, but that the teacher has respect for the students. Yeah. 
it's very difficult for the students to have respect for the teacher when the teacher doesn't have respect for the students because students often don't care. So I believe being the adults as well, the teachers need to take in hand the responsibility to respect the students first so that the students can see that as an example or a learning Mm -hmm. and take it and bring it back to the teachers and make this more cooperative working environment in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Respect is, it can be kind of an abstract uh, concept. So to you, what does it look like feet on the ground? So respect in a classroom to me is when a teacher looks at a student and instead of calling on the ones that aren't raising their hand just to be spiteful, instead tries to help them. The, the teacher that, you know, asks you how you're doing in the morning and doesn't just lecture you all day. I think little things like that really, really matter. Showing that they care. Mm. Yeah. Instead of just trying to teach the material. Mm. So relationship in the classroom, even if it's just moment here, a moment there. that Yeah. Matters. Yes, it definitely does. Because it shows the kids that you have that respect and that you care for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Um, And it's not that hard. And it's actually a two way winning uh, street, really. Definitely. Definitely. So the teachers that treat you like that, do you see if they seem happier, more energetic? What do you notice in them? Yeah, I definitely notice that the teachers that are more open to making relationships have a much nicer attitude in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Ones that are more shut off, uh, it, it's a lot harder to make that connection. Yeah, yeah. And so students often take advantage of that because there's such a lack of relationship. Any kindness they find, they take advantage of because they don't see any value in it. Uh, if that makes any sense. It does, but I love concrete examples. Can you come up with one? Uh, I can definitely come up with one. As an example of uh, a working classroom, my history teacher, um, very um, incredible guy. Mm-hmm. The first day of uh, of class this year, all he did was um, talk to us and he talked about respect and how the second we walked into that classroom, he opened his hand towards us. Mm-hmm. He told us that we were important, that we mattered, and that we had value. And the reason he was teaching was so he could bring that out. And so he really put us on a pedestal and told us that we were amazing and that he was going to open his hand to us and respect us as people, but that in turn, that we have to respect him back, that we should grab his hand and shake it in metaphorically speaking. Yeah. And that created a very concrete relationship, at least I had, and I believe other students had with him. Yeah. Wow. That's a simple act, isn't it? But yeah, it is. we all want to be seen. We all want to be acknowledged as the human being instead of just a number and a, a yeah. Exactly. Yeah doesn't seem that unnatural to me. In fact, it seems very natural. Wow, that's beautiful. But it's surprising how many teachers don't often take that approach. I and it's kind it's, of sad. It is. I, I guess it, it seems like it would require some vulnerability and some opening up and taking a risk of, of actually being a human being. Mm-hmm. One uh, in a room of 30 others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, probably worth the risk, huh? 
And I think it's a trade-off as well. Like some teachers might go towards that respect. Other teachers that I have, um, they gain that respect by just being lenient. Not weak necessarily, but just lenient. Mm -hmm. So maybe you have respect for them because they don't bother you a lot in class. Like they expect a lot from you, Uh but they don't bother you in a sense. So like they won't take away your phones, but they do, they do have that high expectation of you. And so I think that also counterbalances it. Like they have respect for you in the sense that they'll let you do what you want to do on your own time. Mm. You just have to get the work done. Mm. I, I really, really appreciate and respect that you see that there are dimensions of respect and dimensions of, of how, and different ways that it can manifest and be expressed. And they're all legitimate. And there's never just one cookie cutter way to do things. <laughs> yeah. And really yes. important that we, we all have to be true to ourselves and being true to ourselves, then we need to be uh, in true relationship with each other. Put that mm-hmm. in any words or any form that you want. But that's yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, very cool. I appreciate your clarity. I really, mm, I love you and respect you, Enrique. And I'm so, ha- <laughs> and I'm so happy to have met you. Um, you're going to give me that. Uh, well, tell me now the the website for Skills USA. It's just www.skillsusa.org. Perfect. Okay. And then I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, Anything else you want to share with us? Uh, No, I believe that's it. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Enrique. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What was your big takeaway from this episode? Mine was the power of respect, how it makes a difference, how it matters, how it motivates, and how it has the greatest impact when it's purposely set up as a two-way street. Also a reminder about the organization Enrique was describing at the beginning of our interview, Skills USA, which describes itself as a partnership of students, teachers, and industry working together to ensure America has a skilled workforce. You can learn more on their website, which is www.skillsusa.org. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you about this episode. This is, after all, called the Big Picture Social-Emotional Life Skills Podcast because we are all in this together which is why I always welcome your thoughts and your comments. You can write to me at ask at kidsownwisdom.com. Thanks again for joining us. Till next time.